Hello everyone, this is Memphis Mark coming to you from Mullet Manor. We're going to do a, re a review today of Rampage on the 24th. Uh, first of all, of course, if you like what you're hearing and want to hear some of the other shows, please go to Patreon and wherever you get your podcast and check out the WWE podcast. Alright, we're going to start off with Ray Phoenix and Andrade. And uh, this match was, it could be a pay-per-view match and and has been in the past but in in several places this would be a headlining match but uh andrade and phoenix go off and man when i normally when i say tit for tat or or uh, a move for move it's some uh little low-key you know uh, a couple punches or a clothesline or or uh, some roll-ups or something like that it's that these guys were doing uh head scissors, flying head scissors and everything and Andrade is not a small guy but uh, Phoenix would do one and it's like wow and then Andrade would do one and you're going whoa and it may not look quite as good as Ray's but you know come on but uh and also you had Jericho on um commentary most of the night and apparently he knows a lot of Spanish but at right about the time they're going, I'd say about two to three minutes, somewhere like that into the match, the uh, Yankee pinstripe uh, pants that Andrade wears gets a tear on the side, just below the belt. And uh, brother is commando in there. So uh, mal uh, wardrobe malfunction uh, warning. Uh, uh, spoiler, it doesn't happen uh, for the ladies. But uh, uh, anyway, the match goes on. And uh, these guys are <clears throat> are really just tearing it. Um, Ray does a, a couple moves where he throws well, he throws Andre over on the top rope and does some moves off. I mean, just great, great times. But then he tries to walk the ropes like he does, and he does it fantastic. He does that better than anybody just about that I've seen. But uh, he, uh, the 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 announcers try to say that it's the, it could be the ro uh, ropes slippery and everything. No, Andrade uh, uh, pushes the ropes out when he's walking down. He the ropes he lands a leg on each side of the ropes. You know what I mean? And that's the match turn. And then he uh, Andrade really starts to put the boots to uh, Ray. And uh, Ray, you know how it does. It, it goes back and forth. But when it goes back to Ray. Ray does something that that he often does when I watch his matches. He does something I've never seen before. And as old as I am, when I haven't seen something, it's pretty doggone gun. It's worth going back and checking out. But he goes to jump off the top ropes. And a lot of times, the guy that's receiving the, the bump is going to have to wait a second and a lot of times they don't stall and turn back so they're turning there and they're literally standing there waiting to catch him no no uh andrade was maybe a little slow and uh so ray goes to jump off of a top rope and catches himself and stalls and if you you really got to watch this now because it almost you almost think that something went wrong with your cable reception or your cable your stream or or Whatever it is, yes, yes, old school. Uh, but he stalls and then jumps, and uh, it, it's it's a hell of a move. It's a hell of a move, and they go to pick, uh, pitcher and pitcher, and uh, 
and most of the time they only do that once in a match. This match was good enough and, and you were going to be watching that they did it twice. And uh, Andrade is not the best in pitcher and pitcher. He uses that time to, you know, get himself, uh, get his win back or whatever. But uh, after, uh, what was it? There was something that uh, Ray, uh, Ray hurt himself in that pitcher and pitcher, I believe. And, um, and, and during the pitcher and pitcher, uh, Andrade goes out and, uh, he's got the upper hand, uh, at that moment. And he goes out while Ray's uh, in agony over to the side and he gets into it with a ref. I mean, with a, uh, a fan and the ref has to come over and it, it, I bet you, he probably knew the fan cause they probably wouldn't have let that. They probably wouldn't have shown it on TV. But uh, anyway, uh, uh, the the uh, the match goes back uh, in. They they do some great moves, and uh, uh, Ray gets a couple of good moves on him, and and gets a, a chance at a pin, and uh, Andrade uh, kicks out. But uh, Jose, a part of um, no no Jose. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to read this and, and be a little more efficient uh, with this show. Uh, trying to use this as a, this is what I learned over the last few weeks. Uh, thanks to Mimi and Matt for letting me have a chance. But uh, Jose uh, passes a, an iPad, a tablet in at one point in time and towards the end of the match. And uh, Andrade's going to hit him with it. And the ref catches it. And when the ref pulls it out, uh, there's an eye poke in there. And, uh, so it looks like uh, Andrade's going to win right then, but no, uh, Ray kicks out. Uh, so, it, you know, they go back and forth a couple more times. Uh, the the assistant and Jose, the other valet, for lack of a better words, act like they're going to get into an, a fight. And uh, so that's when the eye poke happens. And then somebody that I'm not familiar with, and it seems that I say this a lot, but AEW does a good job of bringing in people and they're really uh, introducing new factions and everything else. And that's kind of what they do with this. They, uh, uh, the, the Jose, the, hey, let me see if I get this right, El Toro Blanco, uh, or Roush, I believe is what it was. The uh, telecaption said uh, Rush, but I believe it was Roush. Um, uh, he goes out there and kicks Ray in the, uh, kahunas and, um, uh, so, and, and throws him back into the ring. And so with all this going on, uh, Jose and Alex get out of the ring referee, uh, control, uh, gets calm back in the ring. And, uh, then there is a, you know, of course, Andrade hits him with a hammerlock DDT and he takes the win. But after the match, is when all hell breaks loose. Uh, at one point in time, uh, Andrade takes the mask off of Ray, which seems to be a common thing for uh, this Latin wrestler to uh, unmask the uh, luchadors, which is really unusual. Um, but uh, it, it, it goes into pretty much uh, they're going to whoop on, they pull his mask off and, and everybody's coming in the ring. Well, Penta runs down with a uh, shovel and clears everything out. But uh, 
un, but they're setting up the faction of being um, this El Toro Blanco or Roush uh, and uh, uh, Andrade have been famous for tagging in in, uh, the, in the Mexico wrestling in Mexican wrestling Latin American I'm sure it's uh, all over but they're pretty famous according to the announcers there so uh, they're called the ungoverned ungoverned faction so you know it was it was good they already had the t-shirts they were making jokes that i'm sure the businessman that andrade is that he's probably already got uh t-shirts at aew.com mm-hmm. <laughs> a little segue but then they go into brother eddie kingston's promo and of course normally you're going with a pro uh, with a pay-per-view this close you're going to be promoting that and Eddie makes a comment pretty much somewhere to the effect of, uh, sorry, Mr. Khan, uh, but uh, he, he wants to talk about blood and guts. And, uh, yeah, he's going to fight Suzuki at uh, Forbidden Door, but uh, he, he pretty much says he wants to taste Chris Jericho's blood. And Jericho is on commentary, so he's making a big deal. But, yeah, he promotes blood and guts. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a good little promo. And then they go into another promo, which is Swerve and Keith Lee. And uh, they're talking about, they're, they're, you know, of course, they're in the, uh, the uh, uh, match with uh, Desperado. And uh, I'm not even going to attempt this. A very good masked wrestler. <laughs> or a, I'm, no, no. Desperado is masked. A very good wrestler with a, uh, a name that I cannot pronounce. But... Uh, Keith Lee reminds Swerve that, hey, man, you know, I haven't forgotten. Let's just keep winning. You know, it's kind of like the old slogan, winning cures everything. Then they go into a a match that I'm sure that they're setting something up with in the writing. It's uh, Serena Deeb and uh, Mercedes Martinez. And they end up uh, fighting uh, the, the fighting jabronis. And, uh, yes, jabronis can be female, ma- male, it does not matter. But uh, they, they, uh, they're pretty much uh, Serena and uh, Mercedes. They don't want to tag out to each other. You know, everybody's got a chip on their shoulder. But Mercedes is the Ring of Honor champ. So uh, that's what they're setting up with that. And they each try to outdo each other. And at the end, well, I will say this, before <clears throat> they do their... Uh, their dueling submission moves. Um, the one of the jabronis, uh, the, the bigger of the jabronis, kicks out of a um, Indian deflock, which hey, pretty good. You know they, that they let the match go that long. So that, in other words, the ref said you got two more minutes. Don't end it yet. <laughs> and anyway, they uh, <clears throat> at the end there's an accidental bump for. Uh, Serena on the outside of the rope where Mercedes is going in for the uh, the kill shot. And uh, so they have to out each, uh, do, out, outdo each other, and that's where that goes. But then they uh, bring out Tully Blanchard, Tully Blanchard's Enterprises. And he's got cage. Well, he's got three big, uh, big not jabronis, no, no. He's got big three big monsters and uh, pretty much says that... Uh, they're they're here for business, and then uh, Ring of Honor champ uh, Jonathan Grisham and uh, Lee Moratti Moratti 
I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, start to do an interview, and Tully comes out and interrupts and lays out a challenge, saying pretty much that they don't deserve their spot. So uh, Jonathan, uh, which is good on the mic, he, he answers and comes back with a good little uh, comeback, and there is a setup for the next pay-per-view. So then they bring out Hook. That's the handsome devil himself. Uh, and he fights a uh, a trainee, you know, someone, you know, supposedly about the same level as him from the L.A. Dojo. And uh, DKC, I'm not real familiar with him, but a pretty decent match. You know, he get, you know, at the start of the match, Hook comes out and he stands in the corner with his back to his opponent, which is a no-no. But he does it anyway because he's Hook, just as Taz, his dad. And, uh, and you got Jericho and Taz on mic on this. So it was, uh, it is pretty good. Uh, the commentary, you know, and, and they're using all the technical terms for every move. Uh, a, a knee bar is this, you know, just, just this long, but it's a, a, you know, a knee bar or whatever it is. But, uh, that's pretty much, uh, how, uh, hook starts a match out. Uh, DKC comes back and puts a little whooping. Puts a little whooping on Hook for a second. And then uh, there's an overhead throw and uh, a bunch of uh, crossface strikes. And uh, then uh, uh, Hook's signature move, apparently. I was not aware totally of this because he hasn't wrestled a bunch. But it's called the Red Rum. And Hook wins. Alright, now they bring in Mark Henry. Because I'm sure he's doing a lot of back of the housework, but they, he's got a good little spot and they're giving him a chance to, to, uh, to have a steady gig. And, uh, he does good on this so far. It's been pretty good, but it's cash Wheeler and Jeff Cobb. Now, um, if you're not familiar with Jeff Cobb, Jeff Cobb is a badass, and he was uh, for real. He was in, uh, I think it was 2004 represented Guam in the Olympics in freestyle Olympics wrestling. And, uh, so, uh, and, and also in this match, Jericho gives Cobb the Sports Entertainer of the Week Award. But it's, uh, it starts, oh yeah, and then before the match, they bring out Caprice Coleman, the, uh, uh, the voice of Ring of Honor, and he does a lot of the commentary on this. So they're appeasing the Ring of Honor fans and trying to keep everything going. But you pretty much got New Japan against Ring of Honor. You've got the New Japan champs, uh, uh, Jeff Cobb and uh, I believe it's Khan against, you know, FTR. Well, this is a singles match, Jeff Cobb versus uh, Cash Wheeler. But uh, they start off, and it's a traditional start off with Cash. You know, he always does. Everything comes off the headlock. He starts with the headlock, and I think they fill each other out for a little bit. You know, he breaks out of the headlock, move for move like that. So, um, you know, it's, it, it starts off good, and this is a good match, you know, but... They go um, back and forth. Cobb uh, uh, puts uh, uh, Cash uh, off the top rope at one time and then does a, uh, what would it be, like a backdrop throw. I mean, this during the match, Cobb, his um, superior, well, his weight and uh, his strength comes out in this match. So Cash has got to counteract and everything. And uh, so even when they go to pitcher and pitcher, like earlier, uh, Andrade, it's not always good in pitcher and pitcher. 
this pitcher and pitcher uh, Cobb kind of takes over. At one point, he does something I've never seen. He gets on, well, that, that he does. Um, he gets on him and rides him like a surfboard, <laughs> you know, with all his weight on him. And, you know, I've never tried that. You know, when you see the big guys step over, you know, where they, where they step on their chest or whatever like that, I know there's a way to prepare for that. Uh, but I don't know how uh, particularly they do that. But uh, you've got to have some core strength. Uh, but anyway, uh, they, they go back. <clears throat> when they come back after uh, pitcher and pitcher, uh, and which was the, one of the pitcher and pitchers they did there was a screw up and they stopped doing pitcher I believe it was this one it was uh, they went yeah it was this one I believe they they were pitcher and pitcher through a commercial or two and then at least on YouTube on my feed that I was getting uh, it goes to a full commercial which they never do so just a little small thing but they're going back and forth like cash will do uh, you know two bam bam punches or two or three like bam 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 and then Cobb just comes back with one and lays them out. I mean, just big punches, big chops. Uh, and then finally Cash figures out he does the veteran FTR old school move. He clips him in the knee. Bigger guy, get him on the mat. And, uh, you know, he does, they go back and forth, you know. Cash even power bombs this big guy. And um, he's probably... 235, 240. Cash is probably realistically 190 right at somewhere in that range. So that's some good strength to do that. But uh, as I said, they go back and forth. Uh, heavy hands. Uh, and it's a good match. And they come out single uh, without their tag team partners and everything. But eventually it, it, it shows that, uh, that Cobb's just a little too strong. Just a little too strong. After several kickouts and everything. Uh, 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 Cobb does his uh, tour of the islands move and Cobb wins but uh, when he does Khan comes out he's kind of laughing he's coming down the ramp towards the ring and the camera uh, uh, pans over and you see Dax coming at full speed towards him and he blindsides him blindsides Cobb and then the next thing you know you've got United Empower out there and everybody's, you know, kicking butt. There's pandemonium. Uh, and then the music comes on. And you got Orange, Cassidy, and Rapongi Vice. And um, there's serious ass whooping going on outside of the ring. <laughs> and you've got uh, Offspray. Uh, uh, Will lands a big backdrop on the ramp. Looks really good. Then Kingston comes over during, while uh, Chris is doing uh, commentary grabs a pen like a writing pen and jumps on Chris like he's trying to stab him with the pen and off they go into uh, butt whooping land through the crowd and everything and so you know it's this is debuting for Forbidden Door for the New Japan versus AEW you know <laughs> at one a time after <laughs> after Jericho and them been fighting in the crowd you know they're they're panning over Beretta and every I mean everybody's uh tearing up everybody gets a you know an advantage on each other so they're prolonging the TV time there and Chris comes back in the camera shot out of the uh, over the uh, the guardrail over the bicycle rack and uh Beretta hits him with a little something and then he jumps up and he kind of he doesn't grab the camera but they get a real close-up of him and he looks just 
besheld. He just looks, uh, oh my God, what's going on? And then the next thing you know, uh, Eddie's whooping on him again, you know, and uh, they pan off of him. And then Chris grabs a mic and he's like complaining. And then <laughs> Kingston jumps him again. And then they show Kingston's over going, give me a pen. And they're going, you took all our damn pens. You know, when he's, you know, it's kind of the camera way it goes off. So, and then they go into uh, another show, which is a countdown to Forbidden Door. And so that's pretty much the way the show is going to end. All right, guys. I want to thank everyone again. I did it last uh, review, but I want to thank everybody again. Mimi should be back with no problems next week, and you will have your regular host back. So, guys, I hope I just filled in good enough to get, get you by. And uh, hopefully you'll hear from me again on down the road. Uh, but for this review this week, the, my last one, uh, thanks to everyone. And always rescue when you can. And spay and neuter always. And as always, I'm out. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.